0: hey everybody and welcome to the pulse blueprint podcast where we chat about entrepreneurship intrapreneurship and getting things done whether that means getting more done or having a better time doing it um, or, or just getting things done and, and unblocking you. We're going to talk about work, about creativity, and about uh, the, the entrepreneurial ecosystem of working in an innovative company. And today we're going to chat about one of the entrepreneurs that I respect the most in this world. Uh, Her name is Nicole Verkind. She may not be a household name yet, although you might know her from her time as a judge on the uh, hit TV show The Pitch, where people pitched their startups for actual investment dollars from people like Nicole. And I knew Nicole a little while ago when I interviewed her for a different series, but I got the chance to sit down with her and really dig into how she prioritizes her life how she found intrapreneurs to help her build her company, and her thoughts on things like diversity and inclusion and mental health. And as you're reading through this article, which is available on PulseBlueprint.com, you'll really get to see more of her personality come through in this interview, as as opposed to some other interviews where it's more about a, a line that she says. I wanted to dig into this conversation about who she really is. So that prioritization side, um, I, I love how she talks about prioritization and she delved into it in, in two different ways, one being customer prioritization and one being business and personal prioritization. And when she talks about the customers, you'll read the article and see her story about the 12 angry men. And these were 12 customers uh, or or rather would-be customer. They'd signed letters of intent to use her platform, and they'd built tons of features for these people. And they got in the room, they were talking about the platform and asked for feedback, and these people just railed on the product. They attacked it. They said it was terrible. They said they'd never use it. They said they didn't know why anybody would pay attention to it. And she went, all right, well, that That sucked. She talks about kind of licking her wounds a little bit with her co-founder and CTO. And then they went and found different customers. And that prioritization lesson there around uh, figuring out who is actually going to be good for you is huge in business, whether you're an entrepreneur or an intrapreneur. And what she ended up doing, uh, I won't give you all the details, you should check out the article, is that she found more people that were one step down and not step down in terms of quality, just in terms of market size. She thought she needed to go to these huge, huge companies to become clients. She went a little smaller in market size, was dealing with founders and, uh, and executives and saying, look, what are you willing to pay for? And that's what we're going to prioritize. On the internal side, when it comes to her as an entrepreneur and, and planning out her own business, I love what she talked about where she says she sets three key priorities every single day, and that's what she works to accomplish. She anchors her day-to-day in the priorities of the day, and that doesn't mean that emergencies don't happen, and that doesn't mean she doesn't do some longer-term planning. Uh, She frequently travels for work, so anytime she's on a plane, she'll do some longer-term monthly planning or uh, even quarterly, just thinking a little farther out. And if you don't travel, uh, it's a great piece of advice to take random downtime that you have throughout your your day, whether through transit um, or through carving out that time for yourself to work on your business and not in it. And I just love that it was it was simple but very purposeful. Um, and that actually leads really well into that conversation about mental health and we didn't put too much of this into the interview, into the finished article, which is why I want to talk about it here, is that she said something really interesting that basically, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, it's not a direct quote, uh, everything that happens in an early stage startup is basically bad for your mental health. You're going to be working crazy hours or at the very least erratic hours. You're going to be completely focused on somebody or somebody else or multiple other people, your investors, your clients, your employees, if you have any early stage employees, Um, you're not going to have much income, if any, when you're first getting started. So there's the money side of mental health. You're not going to have benefits. You're going to have inconsistent income at best when you start out and all you have is potential, but very little else. And I like how she described this because she was very realistic about it and said, look, I I love that we're talking about mental health because she mentioned when she started her first company eight years ago, uh, you know, late uh, 2000s or before the 2010s, there really wasn't much of a conversation about mental health in startups and you couldn't say, you know, oh, wow, this is really hard. And she even said herself that she had zero empathy for herself, that when things got rough, she just went, well, that's life and pushed on. And and to some extent, that does need to happen. But also, you can take a little more care of yourself and be a little more kind to yourself. And, And she credits the conversations and the fact that we are talking about mental health with some of that benefit. But I love the hyper practical approach that she takes to mental health and says, you know, first you got to compartmentalize a little bit. Um, there, there's more to it. Recognize that it's going to be bad sometimes. And she does say, recognize that some days you're just not going to get things done. You're going to try something it's going to fail, or it's just not going to happen the way you wanted it to. And you're going to wake up the next morning farther behind than you were when you started the day before and that's going to suck and you got to keep going. And and her advice or what she does for herself and therefore her advice for other people is to push uh, through, but also to talk to people who have something similar. You know, she told a story about a few other entrepreneurs in her network and when she was having a really bad time with these 12 angry men and a, a couple other potential competitive threats, she didn't necessarily, uh, you know, go to a pseudo-therapy session with her friends, although you can definitely vent and that can feel amazing. She went to people who have had similar experiences in their own businesses and said, like, what am I supposed to do? But they made it social. They went out for dinner. They had a good time. They were actually being friends. And she got a ton of not only practical advice, but also some reassurances. You know, Many times what we fear in our work, whether as an entrepreneur or an intrapreneur, doesn't actually come to fruition. And sometimes you just need someone who is uh, maybe a step or two ahead of you or has experienced that before to remind you that many times the damage you're scared of probably won't come to pass or at least won't be as bad as you think. And um, which the other side of that, looking at your team, you know, it's hard when you, as a, as a founder or as just a project leader, you know, they always say you can can bring up issues upward, but not really downward. So if you are an entrepreneur, that's kind of nobody that you can talk to in your company about these challenges. And if you're an intrapreneur, it's difficult to kind of put this onto your project team. You often will have to to figure out another way to talk, you know, in groups and and with your friends, that kind of thing. But you do need those people to be attuned to what you're up to, to be driven, to be great, to be creative, Uh, all these different words that we use that, that basically describe the term intrapreneur, the person who brings entrepreneurial creativity into their job. And Nicole has found some fantastic intrapreneurs to join her current company, which is called OMX, Offset Market Exchange. And when I asked her, how do you find these people? You know, she talked a lot about people who are Driven and people who want to make a change and and people who want to be treated like adults because you can be coddled and kind of told what to do, but that's being treated like a child in a lot of different ways. And we got a little deeper into the conversation. I said, okay, fair, but what happens if you just hire someone in the wrong role? How's that supposed to work out? You can't just pop over. And it was interesting. She interrupted me and said, well, actually, yeah, you can. You know, if you hire someone into uh, customer success and you realize and they realize that they'd be way better in sales or the other way around. They start in sales and then like, you know what, I'm really not in, into sales. I'd rather be in relationship management or accounting. You know, you just have what Nicole calls the adult conversation. You talk about their skills and their desires. You know, are they a fit for that new job that they want or do they need to be uh, upskilled and do they need to train? Then you talk about what the company needs. And says, hey, you know, you're know, you in sales right now and that's not really your jam. Okay. It's going to take us about three months to really find and ramp up the next salesperson so that you can move over into the role that you want to. And by the way, we're going to be looking to you to help ramp this person up and, and be their mentor and guide them through so that you have a clean handoff and the company's not going to be impacted. And I said, what? Well, that sounds great. That conversation, that framework, their needs, the company needs, figure out a path. What if that employee says, I'm, I'm burning out. Uh, I need to change faster. I don't have three months. And, and it was interesting. She said, "You know, involve them in that decision. It, it, if they're going to come up to you and say, I need it faster, then they're going to be incentivized to help you get this done. And again, continuing that premise of very simply the adult conversation can make this a lot faster and a lot more efficient and just a lot better. So those three holistic things, we're talking about prioritization, which flows very naturally into the conversation about mental health from a a very practical perspective. Nicole was very clear that she's not a mental health expert and doesn't pretend to be. But it also stems into how you treat other people and how those people treat you on your team um, how you cultivate your entrepreneurs to join you on this journey, because it is very difficult whether you're an entrepreneur running the business or the entrepreneur who wants to help somebody and build with them, but needs to be given that that adult treatment in order to do so. Now, when it comes to the diversity and inclusion side, Nicole was really interesting as well talking about uh, just making sure that the diversity, helps your business move forward, and she does her best to look very holistically and say, where are you from, who are you, what are your identities, and and what can those bring to the table, what perspectives do you have? And also what unique experiences do you have? And she's a huge proponent of encouraging people to not hide the so-called blips on their resume of, you know, living somewhere else for six months and trying backpacking or, you know, trying a startup that fails spectacularly uh, because there's a lot in there and a lot that you can show, but also a lot of direct value that you can bring because of who you are. So that's a little snippet about the conversation with Nicole Verkin. She is a fantastic entrepreneur, and we have a really in-depth piece on Pulse Blueprint that I hope you will enjoy. And you can check things out on pulseblueprint.com, all one word, or join the conversation on social media, on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. Have a wonderful rest of your day, and thank you very much for listening.